Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Rick and Morty's season four finale confirmed a longtime theory. Morty does wear Wranglers. Also, Beth was cloned back in season three, and the writers actually gave a shit about the continuity this time. Thank God, because it resulted in this awesome episode with a dark, depressing ending. So you know it's one we gotta give the Dr. Wong treatment and explain Rick's sadness and bad dadness. Many of us worried after this season's train episode that the returns of Phoenix Person and Tammy after the post credit scene from the season 3 premiere would forever be a non-canon hypothetical with no real impact on the series. This episode redeemed us! And we'll actually be chatting with the voice of Tammy herself, Cassie Steele, later this episode. Also, I'll be breaking down all the hidden animation details and easter eggs in a separate video coming next on the channel. This episode's title is Star Mort Return of the Jerry. Obviously a play on Star Wars Return of the Jedi, but Rick hates that the second half of this episode turns into a Star Wars type plot with a Death Star super weapon and a Darth Vader-style former friend resurrected in an homage to the Emperor's transformation of Anakin into Vader. But the big return here is Beth, who in last season's ABC's A Beth episode was given the opportunity to leave her life behind with a clone in her place. But it was left unclear whether or not that actually happened until this episode, which confirms that Beth was cloned, but it leaves a mystery which Beth was the clone. For once in my life, I want you to decide, Dad. Do you want me to stay here and be part of your life? Or do you want me to leave? Ho, ho, big money, big money, eyes on the lady. Switcheroo. Now, the game Pocket Morty's promo suggested that Space Beth was Clone Beth, but you know, it's the mobile game. It isn't exactly on the continuity train with the rest of us. You could make the case for either Beth being Rick's true daughter, a badass space hero in a war with the Federation, check, or a self-hating housewife who drowns herself in wine, dude, check. Like those are both good daughters that you'd both want to drop from a cliff. But the writers here have made it clear that we will never know the truth. Beth turned around and locked eyes with him and said, tell me what kind of daughter you would like me to be. <laughs> Rick's response was to roofie her and avoid the entire conversation, which is an ancient Greek level of bad fatherhood. And then he can't bear to even know which one is which, which is, I think, the most cowardly part of it all. He made a, a non-choice and committed to it really hard. Rick has doomed himself to uncertainty. He stored this memory for which was which in a mind blower vial from the Morty's mind blower episode, meaning it must have been so upsetting that he didn't want to live with it constantly. But even in that memory, we learned that Rick couldn't decide which Beth to keep and which Beth to release. He's alienated from both, which if you think about it, it's probably because this Beth wasn't even his original Beth to begin with. He swapped into this reality in season one's Rick Push number nine episode. And for all we know, that's happened plenty of times. It's also worth noting that Rick stored this memory in a red memory vial, which we learned in that season three episode is the color of an anger associated memory. Rick's angry at himself for being such a shit father that he's okay living with a possibly fraudulent copy of his real daughter. He doesn't want to have to think about it. Had he simply just known for sure, he could take satisfaction in the fact that his freed daughter followed in his footsteps as a badass intergalactic hero. He could relax and enjoy the certainty that Beth is her father's daughter while they share beers at Shoney's, a restaurant that doesn't serve beer last I checked, but who knows, this could be another Shoney's simulation by Rick, like when he was in Shoney's in the season three premiere. But Rick prefers to live in an uncertain, chaotic world because it enables him to remain emotionally detached from everyone. So he mixes it up and he alienates both his possible daughters by making them both feel devalued as possible clones in their minds. Even worse, he anticipated this mix up to come back to haunt 
haunt him. He gave both his daughter and the clone neck bomb implants for the day they would inevitably discover the truth and come for him. That's why this is a red, angry memory. Beth, even more than Morty or Summer or even of Rick's associates, was the protege Rick had the most hope for. And sure, you can make a case for Morty. Morty certainly evolved into a Rick figure, but really, Rick keeps him around to neutralize his brainwave signature and hide from capture. It's very much an exploitative relationship there. Oh, and by the way, in the recent Vat of Acid episode, in one of those alternate lives that Morty lived through before looping back to his save point, he definitely visited that mind blower's chamber. So what memory was he seeking? We'll probably never know, but it could have been the truth about his mother's clone history. Whatever it is, when Rick condensed all the realities into Morty's mind, our Morty now lives with that truth. But unlike Morty, Beth, Rick respects. When Beth makes a rule for Rick, he follows it. As we saw in last week's Childrick of Mort episode, she matches her father in innovation and ego. They make a pretty solid team. That's what makes this breakup so heartbreaking. It was Rick's last chance for a healthy relationship. I mean, yeah, he's trying to reassemble his best friend bird person, which is what I'm calling him because I agree Phoenix person is dumb, but uh, that appears to be a no-go for now. Rick stops himself from going back into the house because, as we learned at the top of the episode, the garage is his man cave where he can take rest refuge to avoid things like therapy. Dr. Wong, voiced again by Susan Sarandon, returns this episode after accurately breaking Rick down in the Pickle Rick episode. You seem to alternate between viewing your own mind as an unstoppable force and as an inescapable curse. But instead of escaping his demons, Rick locks himself in the cave with his most fearsome demon, his own daughter, a version of his daughter that evolved to be even more like him, pockets full of gadgets to counteract each of his gizmos, which included Pokeballs, it looked like. Awesome. So in a way, Rick did endure a form of self-therapy this episode. That's what led to his big realization. Holy shit, I'm a terrible father. The music that plays over this breakthrough through the credits is the amazing Don't Look Back by Katomi and Rick and Morty composer Ryan Elder. And the lyrics reflect Rick's inner desire to try to forget his shirking of being a loving father, despite that cowardice hunting him and haunting him forever. Rick had one daughter. He could have had two daughters. Now he's got none. He's a mad, sad, bad dad. Which is something we've always known, but hey, gotta love this show for finding 40 new ways to prove it to us. We're actually going to discuss this with Tammy herself, Cassie Steele. But first, one of the best things about the dungeon where I shoot Rick explained is that I get food delivered through this tiny porthole window. And that's where my good friends at Postmates come in. When I want a burger or a burrito or some other porthole shaped food, I just open up my Postmates app. And I love Postmates more right now because I can get food delivered without even opening the door. They created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door or right outside the porthole. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. We definitely need our support now more than ever. I get to support my favorite Pad Thai place and they get to support my late night noodle habit. And Postmates doesn't just deliver food. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens or 7-Eleven and dropping it right outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our viewers and listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code RICKSPLAINED. That's code RICKSPLAINED for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And we're back. Joining me to discuss this episode is actress and voice of Tammy herself, as well as Summer's other friend, Trisha, and a number of other voices on the show. In a lot of ways, what I really am is a deep cover agent for the Galactic Federation, and you guys are a group of wanted criminals, and this entire building is, in a certain sense, surrounded. Everybody, shut up! You're all saying different 
summer, I want to f your dad. Oh, really? Cassie Steele. Thank you for joining Hi. us, Cassie. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Glad well, we got to pay our respects to Tammy, right? This is a, a great triumphant return for Tammy, but she didn't last that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she was raised from the dead at the end. Yeah, yeah. In, in the better Tammy. <laughs> most hilarious way. Yeah. I know. I yeah. know. My uh, favorite was Bird Person at the end, though. The really like angry zombie bird person. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that like, he was fooled. <laughs> he, like uh, Jerry totally had him. <laughs> I know. You're not acting like yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still really happy to see me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask because Tammy began as just like one of Summer's friends in season one, and she's evolved so much over the series. Like, in few characters on Rick and Morty changed that much. Uh, but Tammy has like gone this full arc. What has it been like to evolve your performance of Tammy over the years? I mean, gosh, it, it's really different because when I was first. Uh... I guess the first episode that I was in, I was like, you know, kind of like this like drunk, silly girl. And mm -hmm. I remember I went in and it was like, you know, it was the first season. It was, I think people, people knew it was going to be big, but it, I mean, I think it got so much bigger, you know, after, after everything aired and like the, it's just like became like this huge thing, but it there was like, you know, it was just really like fun. And I remember I came in and I saw Justin, recording and he was drinking beers to like burp when like rick was burping and i was like oh i'll have one of those beers and i'm drinking beer and he's drinking beer and then at some point they're just like all right so this is tammy in the background why don't you just like go off and you know start you know just doing whatever you do you know just 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 talk about stuff and then i was like you know drinking my beer and think I think I can't, I can't remember, but I think I was talking about like pegging and gang bangs and stuff like that. I didn't think they'd keep it, but I think some of it is actually in there. Yeah, of course, that's what they used, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, uh, you know, real thoughts, real thoughts that I've had, but you know, I didn't, I didn't think they'd actually get out there, but they did. And, uh, and then the second season is when she came out as, you know, um, Tammy, the, the destroyer that's right or, um and that was just i mean that was really fun because at first i was like you know trying to play this ditzy high school horny girl and which is very you know came really naturally to me but then i had to <laughs> sort of like play this serious thing i was like oh oh i see oh i see oh oh i see <laughs> and it was it was fun. It was fun to see her transform. And I I loved at the end where because I really feel like Tammy and Bird person or Phoenix person, I I feel like their love is actually so real. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a beautiful tragicness to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like even at the end of this last episode where he believes it's her, it's like yeah. it was like because you know he's so robotic regardless. That's right. It's just like that he wants to believe, even though that she's like, oh, she's like, 
not acting like you're like it's, I just love it so much. I like yeah. to believe they're like these like crazy star-crossed lovers. Oh, for sure. There's like this. There's this sad uh, robot who still loves. Like he's lost his humanity or his bird personness, but there's the soul is still somewhere in the machine. The soul's still there. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. It turns, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to ask, uh, Tammy got her butt kicked this episode, like she was lit on fire, yeah. her leg was broken. Did the animators walk you through what would happen? Were you able to see the storyboards and like vocalize well, all that I've, stuff? I've, I, read, I read the script uh -huh. and when I was in there, you know, they'll just do like a, in case I can't read, they'll do like a, <laughs> you know, like a breakdown. He's like, all right, now you're going to be set on fire. <laughs> I was really impressed you know, that I just came back. It's not like I was like, oh, oh, bleh. you know, I was like burnt to a crisp. I got yeah. shot, but I was still standing. I was still kicking butt. But, you know, a few people survived that shot to the head, though. That was... <laughs> How was that yeah. possible? Yeah. 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 A few people get so... But I just yeah. remember when I read the episode, just being so, so excited for such like an epic death. And then even when I die, I'm still kind of like, I'm still kind of doing stuff, you know? That's right, yeah. I'm like, this is like my death. Cause you know, some people, you know, when actors are on screen and they have this like, they try and like prolong or like a theater actor will try and prolong. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it like makes it really long. Uh -huh. But Tammy was actually being puppeteered by someone else. So yeah. I still technically got like more screen time. I was like, this is probably the best death I'll ever have on TV. <laughs> That's a good point. I I took a really bad improv workshop one time when I was in college. And the, the whole point of the improv exercise was if you ever get killed in a scene, make yourself the biggest burden you can possibly be to prolong your presence. And I'm like, is this really helpful to an actor? But they, the exercise were like latch onto the person's hip and like force them to carry you around and don't let go. I'm like, I feel like this is terrible. Like, <laughs> this is not helpful. Not team, not a team playing. Improv <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Every uh, man for himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, no, but instead of yes and, I believe was the theme of it. Um, well, I wanted to ask, how surprised were all of you to find out that they were going to be bringing back uh, a Tammy and Phoenix person at the beginning of season three, um, or we last saw them at the beginning of season three? How surprised were you to see them come, bring them back in season four, as well as the other big callback this episode, the, this whole Beth clone theory from season three? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like never, I'm like never surprised really with <laughs> yeah. like, they, they're just so creative. I, I wouldn't, I just, everything I'm like, oh, this is happening now. It's kind of just like more of like a, huh, more than like a, oh my God, you <laughs> didn't, no, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's, they're so creative it's animation you can really do anything you're not like you know what i mean it's not like a it, it's not like a soap opera wow i think it's just like every time i every time i see myself i'm obviously more excited mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but sure. um but yeah i think uh i i really love it coming back just because like i said i feel like they're like that star cross love like yeah you know i was even surprised the first time when you know when phoenix person came to being you yeah. know because you, she breaks up like the wedding and it's like she's right. and but at the end she's just like no 
I must recreate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I'll never let you go. <laughs> I do love that it's one of the few like romantic relationships on the show that like you could actually root for. And I and I hope I hope even now it still could survive into the future in some way. Like no one's ever really dead on this show, right? Like people can come back. Uh, exactly. Yeah, there's all kinds of respawning. Uh I I, one of the things I was digging into earlier is this idea of um, Rick's Rick feeling like a really bad father, uh, which it kind of came as like a quick surprise at the end of the episode. It like the episode yeah, seemed like it was done. Too. Yeah, it what was, a like, great song! Really dramatic, and <laughs> yeah. um, but I think like the ironic thing is, is you know, I was thinking about this right before we got on. Um, he's he's just saying like, wow, I'm a really shitty father, but. I feel like if I was if I was really breaking him down, I think that was like, you know, I feel like he didn't want to know who the original was so he wouldn't like, you know, love them any different. So yeah. he switched them. Hmm. So I yeah, thought that was that really, that was like, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, I, I like that too. And to me, like whether or not you think it makes Rick a bad dad, it's definitely true to his character that he probably prefers to live in doubt and live in uncertainty when it comes to relationships and emotional connections. Like, because if if he can have certainty on any of that stuff, like the it's just an experiment. It's another invention as opposed to like a real thing, you know? Right, yeah. But what, one thing I love that I hope stays true on the show is this idea that there are two Beths. Like, we may have two Beth Smiths, at the, uh, the badass space Beth, and then the Beth we've been living with. Do we think this is going to be, like, a regular thing now, that there's just, like, two moms on the show? I hope that they, like, elope or something. Or yeah, like oh, the two of them. You know, like, <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, like, I've always fantasized about, like, what if, like, there was another me? I would know exactly what to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and for all the best and worst reasons, yeah, I, I know all their weaknesses and everything they want, yeah. There was a fun friendship between them. Yeah, yeah right? There was, like, a really good dynamic. Um, you know, Earth Beth commented on how she was hot at one point. I caught yeah. that. Yeah. I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> so you did there. I yeah. liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it was like narcissistic and like the funniest version of that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, of course they would say that right there. It was right there with them, though. I really felt it. My favorite moment is still the end, though, like after after because I really felt like when he took the name tags or the names off the things that it was actually not even like he didn't want. I feel like it was more like he like I said, like he didn't want to know because he didn't want to treat them different or whatever. Is that, is that, is, is what I, but maybe he just didn't want to know. So the burden wouldn't be on him, but I feel like, but then it's like, you know, there are all these things like, you know, his, his loyalty to Morty and then, you know, through the, throughout the entire thing. And then also like he revives like half of Phoenix person and he's there and he's like, yeah, at least, at least I, uh, you know, or what was the, what was the dying words before he shot me in the head that I thought was so funny? Oh, he said, um, you made me go to a like, wedding? <laughs> you made me go to a wedding and they killed me. And like, also, you killed my best friend. I should have said that first. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's never his, like, uh, personal friendships that come first. It's always, like, his own pettiness. Like, he hated that he had to go to a wedding. He hates that he has to do a Star Wars plot. Like, that, he always comes first. <laughs> and then and then he always feels sad about the fact that he has to put himself first. Which is, you know, what makes the show great. It's, it's always these episodes that end with these sad, beautiful songs that we're always like, whoa, what did we just watch? This is deep. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. it was so great to hear your, your voice come back in this finale episode Tammy's such a fun character so and hopefully in some way they can respawn her in the future because uh, it's it's been great talking with you and, and hearing you come up on the show yeah thank you so much for having me yeah I, I mean it's so much doing it's so much fun doing the show so I mean obviously it'd be fun but definitely look out for my other characters maybe they'll turn into some Maybe they'll turn into, you know, other, other secret identities. Absolutely. If, if we learn anything from Tammy, no one character is just simply a stock anything. They'll, they'll no re-serialize them in anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is a very economical writer's room. They'll find new uses for everyone. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Cassie. This Thanks has been so such a pleasure me. to talk to you. Uh, a reminder to all of our listeners and viewers, you can get early audio versions of the show by subscribing to Explained wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow New Rockstars on socials, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and you can subscribe to this channel for more Rick and Morty breakdowns, a breakdown of all the uh, Easter eggs animation details will be coming up next on this channel. And we'll close out this week with our favorite joke from the episode. You made me go to a wedding. And you killed my best friend. I should have said that one first. <laughs>